Good evening, everybody. Brian Newbert here from GoldenBlack.com, live in his rental car, leaving Jersey Mike's Arena, uh, following Purdue's 68 to 60 win at Rutgers. Um, this is your GoldenBlack.com radio drive home. Even though I'm not driving home, uh, it is brought to you by our friends at the East End Grill and Ripple and Company, uh, Purdue Federal Credit Union. Uh, TNW Design and Build, AcrePro.com, and the Whitaker Inn, which I am thousands of miles away from, so I will not be driving past uh, tonight. Um, so yeah, I, I'm leaving Jersey Mike's Arena, the most delicious arena in the Big Ten, uh, but one that's been really, really unkind to Purdue. Um, the last three trips Purdue's made here to New Jersey. Uh, this one was better. Uh, Purdue wins 68-60, to 60, as I mentioned before. You know, if you've been watching Purdue's basketball season so far and saying to yourself, you know what, these games are fun, but they're just too aesthetically pleasing. If you have been wanting for more free throws, fouls, turnovers, and offensive rebounds, they had the game for you tonight, man. Um, You know, Purdue has been basically living in the 80s on the scoreboard. Rutgers can barely get to 60, uh, if not 55. Uh, they're one of the worst offensive basketball teams in the country, not just the Big Ten, the country. And when you converge those two things, you obviously had to expect Rutgers was going to try to make this as ugly as possible. And they kind of did. Uh, what Purdue had to do was not play right into the spider web there and, and not turn the ball over and not allow the defensive rebounding to go sideways on you. And that's exactly what happened. Um the opposite of how Purdue needed it to happen. Uh, Purdue committed 15 turnovers. Rutgers got 17 points off them. Rutgers got 15 offensive rebounds uh, and 15 points off of those. Uh, now, those stats were a little bit padded by the fact that there were a couple instances where Rutgers was just tapping it around, and every time they contacted the ball, it was another offensive rebound. But that's 30 quote-unquote possessions, uh, and that's more than 30 points that Rutgers just got off the sort of garbage it was going to need to make this game competitive. And that's the only reason it was competitive. You know, this was a two-point game at times in the second half. Uh, Purdue was up 13 or 14 at halftime. Looked like they were going to cruise. But it is never easy at this place. A team that couldn't make a shot to save its life in the first half hasn't been able to make a shot to save its life pretty much all season. Started making threes. One of the best shooting teams in college basketball, Purdue, stopped making threes, and all of a sudden things narrowed. And, uh, you know, I think you have to give Purdue credit for kind of toughing this out at the end and winning a game when it didn't necessarily play well, when it didn't necessarily do what it needed to do to really, really win this one convincingly. But that stuff really doesn't matter. I mean, it, it's getting these road wins is just the, the biggest part of this, you know, repeat Big Ten championship number one seed quest Purdue is on here. Uh, Yes, that's right. I use the word quest. Um, Purdue is off to save the princess. Um, It doesn't matter how it, how it ended. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter how it looked. Um, It's, you know, Purdue is just needing to survive some of these snake pits in the big 10 and they've been doing a pretty good job doing it. uh, Aside from obviously the, the two losses earlier in the year, which, the root causes of those were, you know, turnovers and, you know, some hot shooting by the opponent. And, you know, the, the turnover issue is 
something we talked about all season going back to Honolulu was that is the thing Purdue has to make sure is under control every single game because when it's not, um, you are asking for trouble. And, uh, you know, Purdue did turn the ball over a bunch of times in this game. It was no one person. It was no one element of the game. Uh, it was kind of a total team effort in that regard. Uh, there were post turnovers. There were offensive fouls. There were bad passes. There were mishandled uh, dribbles. There was, for the first time this season, really some trouble against a backcourt press, uh, trapping, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think that was just Lance Jones twice getting sped up. I don't think that was a systematic uh, structural issue by any means. I don't think it was anything more than just uh, kind of a one-off deal. Purdue's been great about it all year long, so uh, I wouldn't think that all of a sudden there's this soft underbelly that would, was revealed today. Uh, the soft underbelly, uh, I love using that term, um, is the turnovers. It's just the turnovers, and that is something that Purdue can control, theoretically. Now, you're going to play against great defensive teams uh, that are going to cause you problems at times, and you can't just say it's all on Purdue uh, every single time, because a lot of the time the defense is going to have some credit for it. But ordinarily, when you play a team like Rutgers that guards the way they do, and I, this is not a typical Rutgers team. I don't think they're as good defensively as those other teams have been. They're certainly not as good offensively um, as those other teams were from an individual skill perspective. Rutgers offense and the word good should never be used in the same sense this season. Uh, and that's, you know, if they were better offensively, they might have taken advantage of more of their opportunities in the second half. That said, if they were better offensively, this game probably plays much different than it did. And, uh, you know, Purdue might have just outscored them. Uh, and it wouldn't have been close. But, um, yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, you know, Zach Eady gets his 2,000th point in, in this game. And uh, I, I don't know if people really view the significance of that uh, as much nowadays. But I, I think that's the magic number uh, for a college basketball player in terms of career accomplishments, statistically anyway. Uh, I compared it earlier in my video to, you know, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs in baseball. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how statistical markers hold their relevance moving forward now that, you know, college basketball players are playing five, six, seven, however the hell long they want, uh, you know, years. And um, But certainly a, a huge deal uh, from, a, you know, a... a, a program prominence perspective keep in mind Zach Eady's been playing basketball for like eight years keep in mind too his first two years at Purdue were spent as a platoon player playing like 20 minutes a game if that um, he's only played two seasons as his team's best player he's only played two seasons as his team's go-to guy uh, it's just an absolutely remarkable career for this guy uh, punctuated today by the 2000 point which came right on the heels of the 1,000th rebound. Um, so just unbelievable productivity from a guy who has just been too good to be true for Purdue. Um, so that's what I got here from Purdue. 68-60 to 60 win at Rutgers uh, at Jersey Mike's Arena, um, formerly known as The Rack. Uh, the Rack sounds a lot more menacing than Jersey Mike's Arena. Anyway, um, I will never speak ill of Jersey Mike's. Uh, thank you to the um, East End Grill and Rippling Company, uh, the Purdue Federal Credit Union, 
AcrePro.com, TNW Design and Build, and the Whitaker Inn uh, for your support. As always, I appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys again whenever the hell Purdue plays next. I'm not sure when that is. Uh, Northwestern, maybe? But I'll fly home from Jersey tomorrow, and I'll figure that out. So thanks, everybody.